Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy. Hey, everybody. Arch here, and we are with James. We're going to be talking UFC. What's going on, James? Uh, very well, thank you. How about yourself, Arch? No, not too bad. Not too bad. So we we couldn't quite connect last week. Did you, did, no. yeah. did you do well last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I did. I think oh. the hardest part was obviously getting up there, but obviously when I went, it was just in and then straight back out and then home again but it was just it was a hectic day but we, we got the job done and um yeah obviously we're back talking UFC it should be a good weekend you think it's gonna be a good weekend because I was looking at some of these fights towards the prelims and I was like hmm, hmm. Not, really? sure, not sure about these uh, uh, well, the, just the prelims or no just the prelims yeah the main the main card looks fun but uh, the prelims I don't know about that uh, yeah, no, no, I can understand that. But I think what some fans are excited about is there are 15 fights on this card at the yeah. top of my head. And that's the first time that's happened since 1994. So obviously as a UFC fan, they're obviously just going to jump straight on that. But right. yeah, I, I can see there are some sort of fights where you're just like, nah, no, I'll just skip that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of, who? Who? <laughs> Quantity over quality, I guess that's what we're shooting for, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, quantity and then a little bit of quality towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It's a good thing Dana doesn't listen to us. <laughs> Does he listen to anyone? <laughs> no, he listens to himself. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, let's jump into it, man. we got a lot of shit to cover. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I know I'd like to ramble on a bit, but I'll try and keep this short and sweet. Yeah, we got fo- we got, got loads of fun to go through. Let's do it, dude. Let's. You'd like right. to stop at the, tar- the top of the card, so let's let's do it. Yeah, let, let's do it. Uh, main event, Robert Whittaker versus Darren Till. Uh, this is obviously the fourth and final event of Fight Island. It's two, between two fan favorites. I mean, as a Brit, obviously I'm supporting Darren Till, but then you've got Robert Whittaker, who's just an absolute legend himself. He sort of <clears throat> reigned supreme of the middleweight division for a while. Until obviously Adesanya knocked him out. Till one uh, beat Calvin Gaslam on his middleweight debut, which was uh, obviously everyone was saying how boring of a fight it was. But then I looked at it, I watched it back a week or two ago, and it mm-hmm. was just it was a lot better than people made it out to be. Wow. And the, the permutations of this fight are massive because obviously the winner fights for the title, whereas with the loser, the, the, there are so many options. But both fighters are so desperate to obviously get the win, especially Whitaker in particular, obviously losing his belt till obviously he beat Gastelum, who's a big name at middleweight. And then he specifically said that after this fight, I want to fight for the title. And that in terms of the matchup, they're very similar. They're very one dimensional. They're high level strikers. They've just taught, um, till made a name for himself in the sort of Muay Thai <coughs> in, um, sort of combat sports side. And he just, competed well against the elite strikers obviously in Stephen Thompson and Kelvin Gastelum and with Robert Whitaker <clears throat> you know what he's like he's a heavy striker himself and he went 10 rounds with Romero which <laughs> is not easy to do and I think with Whitaker what he should do and what he said he might do is call upon his wrestling and his grappling because you know Till in the clinch it's it's a, it's a tough sight to see because you look at what Tyron Woodley did to him 
easily tapped him out. And I think Whittill is sort of, it's bread and butter as a striker. And other than that, I'm not sure if he's got any defence when taken down. So it'll be interesting to see how that comes about if the fight does go to the floor. Uh, but nonetheless, it, this is going to be such a great fight and I cannot wait to see this. I mean, you saw me last week or so. <laughs> I was very biased in terms of the Brits, but however, this time, I'm not sure. I Obviously, I love both fighters. I want Dan Till to win just because he's English, but my heart's saying Darren, but yeah. my head, I'm going for a Robert Whittaker by decision. I like that. Already, out of the gate. Whittaker by decision. <laughs> All right. No, I like that. I wanted you to say Whitaker. I want that plus 110. I want that plus 110. Whitaker's plus 110. Till's minus 138. Um, it I thought it'd up. be a lot even. Yeah, well, it's pretty close. I mean, for UFC yeah. fights, we're going to talk about one looters. And <laughs> uh, yeah, t- Till is minus 138. Uh, Whitaker's plus 110. I like that. Let's. I'm, I'm jumping on that, too. Let's see here. I'm going to take this as well. Plus 110. Uh, you said by decision. Let's see here. Mm-hmm. Darren Till via decision. Okay, we're getting plus thirty, uh, plus three hundred and thirty-three, plus three 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 on Till by decision. Till by K- KO, TKO, or, or submission plus two sixty. Mm. So you're taking the the little bit longer odds there, but you still think yeah. t- it's going to go the full five. Yeah, I think it'll go the full five. I mean, it's like they're two hard hitters. It's it's a case of who knocks who out first, but I don't think that'll happen. I just think one will try to outpoint the other, and yeah, we'll see twenty five minutes. Nice. All right. Let's do it, man. We got a bang. We got a bang. <laughs> you ready for the next one? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Oh, I'm going to probably butcher this one. Uh, Mauricio Rua versus Anthony Ruggiero Negreira. I'll probably just call him Little Nog as UFC fans know him. Uh, this is just such an interesting fight. I mean, the two sort of experienced fighters and they've been in and around the game for a long time and this is the third fight between each other I think the first one came back way back in 2005 it wasn't in the UFC but I think Shogun uh, Shogun won the first one and then I think it's I think it's 1-1 and so yes 1-1 Little Nog managed to claw one back at UFC 190 and again that one went the full distance so It'll be interesting to see Shogun. He's twenty six and eleven, whereas Little Nog is ten and one. I mean, uh, well, no, sorry, uh, Shogun is twenty six and eleven. I think Nagera at that time was eleven and two, and then he's just sort of built it up. Now I think he's twenty three and nine. Twenty three and nine. So they're yes. very close. Yeah, they're very they're very close, and I think they both are coming towards the end of his, their careers, and I think. Uh, Lil Nog, he's not been in the greatest of uh, um, runs recently. Uh, this, I think, going into this fight, I don't think many were excited in terms of the matchup. They were just sort of excited about the implications of the fight and the sort of name between behind both men. Um, obviously, both went by decision. The last two fights, I think, one of them are going to put on a they they both need to put on a spectacle because it's the rubber match it's 1-1 and I reckon we will see a finish this way mm. this time sorry and I think Shogun will take this one by a, a, a TKO got him in for a TKO just TKO no no round prediction round two TKO oh, I wasn't trying to put you on the spot no 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 that's fine I mean obviously I just got a are you, I'm used to giving you four round predictions, aren't I? So I thought, yeah, why not? I'll give you one. All right. Pulling this up here. So I say it. <laughs> which, which one? The first one. Not, not uh, Nogera. Nogeria. Just, just, just say Shogun. Shogun. I was like, I'm looking at yeah. that name. And that's your pick. You take a Shogun. Yeah. He's minus mm-hmm. 188 here. Mm. Second. So, yeah, it looks like Vegas thinks that. He opened up minus 197, so he's gotten a little bit better. Nine cents better. Uh, Regueros opened up minus 168. He's minus 163 now. So a little bit of shift. Looks like you know, maybe just a little bit of money coming in on him. Mm. Uh, five cent shift doesn't scare me. Doesn't scare me at all. Let's see. And you're getting plus 110. You're getting plus 110 for uh, Shogun to win by submission KO or EKO. There you go. 
That's not too bad. That's not, that's not a bad little payday. Uh, I'm going to have to sit this one out. My half-ass projections is razor thin. It, it looks like a, almost mm. a coin, coin flip fight here. Yeah, no, obviously it really is. They're the, the two sort of icons of the sport and obviously at 1-1, one, one, they both sort of want to put a stamp on it and look to end it on a 2-1 to eat the fire. So it's going to be an entertaining fight nonetheless, but I'm, I'm not surprised that you're sitting out of this one. Oh, yeah, it's a little too too tight for me. But yeah, play it safe. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, next up. Fabrizio Verdun versus Gustafs- Alexander Gustafsson, I think. Yeah. Early on, I think, June 2019, Gustafsson lost to Anthony Smith via fourth round submission. I think after that fight, he acted out of emotion in the the uh, pre fight, uh, the sorry, the post fight uh, interview. He's like, "I'm going to retire. That's it. Blah blah blah. I'm I'm done." Because he lost on home soil, and he thinks he probably thought that and it was that sort of time to call it quits. But a year on, he's back and he's moving up a weight class. And I think I was watching the weigh-ins. Uh, earlier before this uh, podcast and he just looks huge Gustafsson he? he looks massive compared to what he was at light heavyweight so with Vadum he's a former champion he'll, he'll go down as arguably one of the best sort of heavyweights in the history of the UFC he's got some good wins over him in the over the likes of uh, Emilenko and Velasquez in his prime in his prime it was tough to beat however he's fought once uh, in 2018 and then he got knocked out by Volkov and then since he returned this year against Alexei Olenek and I think he lost by a decision and he was very lackluster in that fight he wasn't we didn't see the old Verdum and I think with Verdum I think he's passed it in my opinion I mean with no disrespect he's a legend but he's just not where he is a couple of years ago back in his prime but with Gustafsson it's a, t- it's a tough one, really, to call. I mean, I love, I'm a big fan of Gustafsson. He didn't quite get the title at light heavyweight. He came close a few times, and it's a it's a fascinating matchup. And I think for Vadum, obviously, predominantly, he's very good on the floor, and he has to take Gustafsson down and use his elite wrestling and jiu-jitsu technique. So Gustafsson's sort of takedown defense has got to be flawless, and even in the clinch as well. And, and that's going to be a tough one. But I think with the power and the height advantage over Verdim, I think Gustafsson should be all right. He's got a good striking as well, Gustafsson. He might, uh, from the looks of it, from what I've seen leading up to the fight, he seems a lot more motivated now, Gustafsson. So I'm going to go for a Gustafsson via decision with this one. Gustafsson via decision. Mm-hmm. It, Vegas agrees with you 100%. He's, uh, he opened up, Gustafsson did, minus 288. He's mm. minus 350 now. So, mm. yeah, 62 cent shift on him. So, looks like everybody in the world thinks he's going to win. <laughs> Via decision, though. Let's see here. What? Via decision, plus 175. Mm. Yeah, he's plus 120 to knock him out or submit him. Yeah, I've seen a couple across social media looking for a knockout in favor of Gustafson, but I think it'll just be a 15 minute. So for so, first, it'll be a decent fight, but yeah, it'll go the distance. Is, is it going to be a decent fight? You think so? Um, uh, it depends what Verdum shows up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it depends what Verdum shows up. In mm. all honesty. All right, we got you. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little too high. I'm not going to bet it. It's a little too high. I, I agree 100%. Gustafson should win the fight. Minus yeah. 350. I'm tempted to follow you on the decision. Yeah. But I'm not going to. So. <laughs> <sighs> Ah. Shocking arts, come on, man. Ah. It's the final weekend oh, of the okay. Oh, come that's on. true. That's true. I'll follow James. <laughs> I'll type in. James. I'll place I'll place a bet on the decision. Yeah, good right. fun. Right. <laughs> Next up. Carlos Marza yeah. versus Marina Rodriguez. When you look at it on paper, Carla isn't the best going into the um the fight with Marina and Marina is on a she's on an okay um Myself, she's many have looked at her as an exciting prospect, and she's she's she holds a very good record. And with Rodriguez, it's going to be a tough test for her because Carla, she was a former strawweight champion, she's got a lot of experience in MMA. So for Rodriguez, it's probably going to be a similar matchup when she fought Cynthia Cavillo, 
and she's, in the sense that she's got to avoid those takedowns and she's got to use her superior striking. And oh, with Rodriguez, when she's on the feet, she's a real threat. And I think with this one, Esparza likes to match up, uh, mix it up, sorry. And it really is going to be a tough one. I think Rodriguez is the better striker, but there are some sort of holes in her takedown defensibility, which can be sort of exploited by Esparza, who, if she gets a Rodriguez down, she'll be happily uh, content with just keeping Rodriguez on the floor for the 4.15. And with that being said, I'm going for Esparza by decision. Esparza by decision. Oh, yeah, that's probably came out of shock, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. I was not expecting that at all. Rodriguez opened up minus one forty eight. She's minus one seventy five now. Mm. So apparently, she's got the momentum behind her. Esparza opened up plus one twenty eight. She's plus one fifty now, just to win the fight. I was looking at this and I was thinking, yeah, I kind of wanted a piece of Carlos Esparza myself, but I didn't think you'd go there. Really? Yeah. So I was going to jump on that plus 150. No, I really didn't think you didn't think you would. Uh, let's see. Esparza to win via decision plus 187. Mm. It's not that high on a plus 150 only getting. So, yeah, I mean, follow James if you want, but I'm thinking you know, it's only 37 cents. Just take the plus 150. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what, she's not going to knock her out, is she really? Uh, who Esparza is not going to knock out Rodriguez. No, 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 no. I don't think she's got that great of striking too. If okay. anyone's going to knock someone out in that fight, it'll be Marina knocking out Carla. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. I'm following you up. Now I'm tempted. <laughs> I'll take the decision. Too. <laughs> yeah, we're in for a fair few decisions on this one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, hey, Paul, Paul Craig. Craig. I, can, I can pronounce yeah. his name. Paul Craig. Yeah, the, the Scots, one of the uh, the Britain's finest. <laughs> Can you pronounce the next guy's name? Because the, the guy the I Scott the, the guy the Scott is fighting. Yep. <laughs> oh, uh, Gad Murad versus uh, Antigulov. I probably butchered that. Yeah, but nailed it. Know. Nailed it. We we'll just call him Antigulov. <laughs> um <laughs> I know. Obviously, Paul Craig. He's. He's not as active as he should be. I mean, he's he's touch and go in the light heavyweight division. He's always there or thereabouts. He's so he says he's so keen to fight, but he's just not as consistent as he should be. And I think with Paul Craig, his best bet is to well, with both eyes, it's the best bet is to not go the decision. They want to get it done early, and they're usually they're they're two sort of similar in terms of matchups. They're, they're two grapplers who've got high-level grappling and jiu-jitsu, et cetera. So it, it, in this case, it's a sense of who's grappling's better, which ultimately could lead up to a stand-up battle. And oh, I think Craig has just got the edge in that sort of department and he's got the jiu-jitsu advantage and he's got a superior wrestling advantage, even though it's similar matchup. So it'll be interesting to see early on in the exchanges what it's going to be like on the feet, whether... Uh, Gazamurad can knock him out earlier on or whether it'll go to the floor so I think with this one Antigulov will probably want to look to keep it on the standing and try and get it done via first round but if Craig can sort of use his grappling and his jiu-jitsu and sort of survive the first round I think he'll capitalise on Antigulov's sort of uh, cardio, which isn't the best, and I think he'll get a third round submission. Paul Greg, Greg will get a third round submission. Gotcha. In this is interesting because this was a really interesting uh, line. Craig opened mm. up plus one hundred five. Anti yeah. anti glove anti glove. Love. Open up. Said, yeah, it's not my fault. He has a weird name. <laughs> Minus <laughs> one twenty. You open up minus 120, and then it's completely flip-flopped. Craig mm. is now minus 138, and Antigulov is plus 110. So Vegas mm. set him as a favorite. The money the money says, no, he's not the favorite. He's an underdog. <laughs> and so Vegas yeah. has responded. So that's really interesting to me. Let's see here. I don't have enough data on Antigulov to actually make a, a, a fair assessment here. Yeah. Has it been a while since he fought? 
Uh, well, the the Russian anti Yulov. Yeah. Um, at the top of my head, I, I think. When was the last Tommy for? Oh, um, wow. uh, April. So oh, okay. it's not even okay. been that long. Yeah. April. He's been in the UFC for a, a while, but he doesn't. He hasn't fought as much. I think. He's been since 2016, and he's only fought four times in the UFC, so he hasn't got much oh, experience. Okay. That's under probably why. Okay, I can't find a full because yeah. nobody knows much about him. <laughs> All right, well, let's look at this, Paul Craig. You said submission or TKO yeah. in the third. Third, yeah. All right, let's see, Paul Craig. Paul Craig to win by KO, TKO submission plus 110. Mm. That's not bad. Let's see, Paul Craig in the third. Let's see if we can double up here. I like doubling up on your bets. Paul Craig wins in the third plus 1200. Wow. You sure about that? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it, man. I'll take a plus 1200. Yeah. Let's do it. Craig in the first plus 275. Craig in the second plus 550. Craig in the third plus 1200. So obviously they're thinking he'll get it done earlier. Earlier. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. This is, this is the MMA game. It's very unpredictable. I like it. I like it. (laughs) Yeah, man. I might just follow you on that one just for the hell of it, because it's plus 1,200. Why not? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I'll follow you. Good man. Uh, Alex Oliveira versus uh, Peter Sabota. Uh, I, I don't know what it is with Alex Oliveira. I just love watching him fight. He's just got such a... He's just so... When you see him walk out into the cage, he's just so excited. He's just so pumped mm-hmm. for a fight. He's very entertaining in that sort of department. I think... With Sabota, I believe it's on my head. He returns after over two years out. And I think his last appearance was in 2017 when he lost to Leon Edwards. And he, he, he's been, he's, he's back in the day, I think with Sabota, he was all right in the World Weight Division. He got a couple of good, sort of important, crucial wins under his belt. Mm-hmm. But obviously, when you haven't fought for such a long time, the sort of term ring rust plays into hand and before the defeat to Leon Edwards, he got, he was on a two fight winning streak. He got wins over Ben Saunders and Nicholas Dolby, <coughs> who is not easy to beat by the way, but obviously haven't fought since 2017 and 2000, well, sorry, 2018 was the fight with Leon Edwards, not 2017. Um, uh, it's, it's tough to back, Peter on this one, I think, with the ring rust. I think it does play a factor. I mean, people go, oh, no, ring rust, there's no such thing. Well, I think there is. Whereas with Oliveira, he's been far more active. He loves, loves, literally just loves to fight. And I think he's coming off of a split de- uh, decision victory over Max Griffin. Um, but this one, it's going to be an exciting fight. Um, they want to get back to winning ways, Peter, no doubt, and sort of put on a show. Uh, <sighs> They're both going to be at it in terms of standing right from the the get-go. It's going to be a good fight. Um, I'm going to go for an Oliveira by decision. Oliveira by decision. He opened up plus, or excuse me, he opened up minus 175. He's minus 170 now. Mm. That's not a bad place to be. I don't have enough. Oh, no, did I get him backwards? No, Peter is plus 140. Alex is minus 170. Let me get this fixed up. <laughs> it's good, good stuff. A busy day. Oh my goodness! Yeah, Alex, Alex is minus one seventy. Peter's plus one forty. Got it. So yeah. yeah, yeah, not a big, not not a big shock there. He opened yeah. up minus one seventy five. So it's another one of those little mini shifts. Minus one seventy five down to minus one seventy. That's not something that would scare me off. But it looks like there might be a little bit of people taking uh, Peter here in this fight, mm. uh, but not enough. Let's see. And you said decision? Yep. Uh, Oliveira by decision. Oliveira by decision. Let's see. Find him. I lost my spot on. You know, they don't ever put him in order. (laughs) (laughs) Oliveira by decision plus 260. Not bad. Mm. Not bad. I don't have enough. uh, I don't have enough uh, data on this fight to actually wager a guess. I'm just going to follow you on this one. No, I got no thought process here. Yeah, that's no, that's fine. Honestly, I mean, it's it's just one of those fights. Obviously, where Peter hasn't fought in such a long time. And yeah, just, yeah. Does he remember how to throw a punch? That'll be the big question. 
Yeah, that'll be the big question. He's going to remember on. how to get punched. We'll find that out. <laughs> All right, dude. Next up. Here we go. It's uh, the fight I of the night right here. I'm looking forward to this one so much. Uh, Kamzat Chamaya versus Reese McKee. I think this is the final fight on the main card. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a fight we have to open the main event. <laughs> Reese McKee, uh, Skeletor, as they call him. He's from Northern Ireland, so again, he's another Brit. But Kamzat, he... <sighs> If you saw him last week, what a debut he had. Uh, he's 7-0 and after last week's performance over John Phillips. But the way Chamaya literally dominated him from start to finish, because John Phillips is not easy to finish. And the way he just dominated from start to finish, he submitted him in the second was just unreal. He just put his name on the map, uh, put his name on the map in a big way. Predominantly, Chamaya is a middleweight. And I think with this fight, he's dropping down to welterweight. So it is going to be a tough one for Reese McKee. And you, with that being said, you've got to put some respect on Reese McKee because he's he stepped in on short notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, against a guy like Chamayev is not easy to do. And he's he's very versatile, uh, McGee, but he's predominantly known for his striking back in the Cage Warrior days and the BMMA promotion. So he's, he's a very exciting prospect. He's 24, uh, McKee. But whereas Chamayev, I think going into this one, he'll be the favourite, Chamayev, <laughs> and, and, and rightly so. <laughs> because McKee's stepping in on short notice, and to put up a fight against Chamayev is not easy. But this will be a good fight, I reckon. Don't see, don't expect this one to go by the distance, because Chamayev is obviously a middleweight. He's taller, he's bigger. He's just got the, the sort of weight advantage. He's dropping down, but... It'll be the bigger fight going into it, and I'm going for a. I'm going for another. Instead of a second round submission, I'm going for a second round TKO. Oh, specifically a second round TKO. Mm. You can't. All right, you can't bet this fight really. No. Uh, Chimeev is minus twelve hundred. You got to put twelve hundred yeah. bucks up to get to win one hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. McKee is plus seven hundred. <sighs> yeah, it's it's probably a fight you just. Can't touch it. Uh, 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 no, I mean when you look at Bruce McKee, I've been I've seen him a couple of times in the, the, his British sort of promotional days. He's he's a very good fighter, but to fight a guy like Chemayev, who's predominantly a middleweight, and to step in against a guy like Chemayev on six days' notice, it is not easy to say the least. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that the Vegas is predominantly favouring Chemayev, and <laughs> my God, are they favouring him? Yeah, right. <laughs> if he wins. Chimeyev by TKO submission KO minus 400. That's what you're getting off <laughs> minus 400. <laughs> Although there is a bright spot here. You said second yeah. round that's plus 333. Yeah. So assuming that McKee can last a full round. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting, certainly going to be a tough one. Yeah. He's uh Chimeyev is minus 120 to win in the first. Hmm. So I like it. I mean, if there, if there's one thing to bet on, it might be that. Hmm. Second round, but yeah, other than that, can't bet this game. It's it's way <laughs> way too much. Just got to sit this one out. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. Yeah. All right. Next up, Francisco Trinaldo versus Joy Herbert, and I, I like this is another Brit fighting. I'm not going to be biased. I'm kind of trying to look at it at both sides. I mean, with Herbert, he's making his UFC debut. I think he was supposed to fight Mark D. Casey, but that got postponed. He hasn't fought since October. And at the top of my head, I think uh, Herbert is on a six-fight win streak. And he sort of made a name for himself in the cage world promotion. He's another sort of up-and-coming talent. Even though he's 32, he's, he's an upcoming talent in terms of obviously the pro MMA record he has and there's a bit of hype behind his name he's, he's a tall predominant uh, lightweight so it'll be interesting to see how he does on his UFC debut whereas with Trinaldo he's got a f- far ton more experience over Herbert he's 25 and 7 he's on it'll be an interesting one with uh, Jay Herbert it's, it's a tough one for Jay to step in against a guy like Trinaldo um, he's got the height and reach advantage over Trinaldo, but with this one, uh, there he's got some flaws in his game, Herbert, which Trinaldo could sort of look to counter. 
with regards to his punching up against the fence and his sort of takedown ability. And he's just so, he's such a scary sight, Trinado on the ground. He's got a solid ground game. So if Trinado can take him down early on, it'll be a tough one. But Jay's got a very impressive cardio. I think this one will go via the decision. I think Trinado will take this one. A decision. Okay. I was surprised when I looked at the records and I saw this line. Ronaldo is minus 150. Herbert's plus 125. I was a little surprised. It opened up uh, Ronaldo minus 154. Herbert plus 133. So a little bit of shift uh, going for Herbert and against Ronaldo, but not not a big one. I, mm. I was a little surprised. I thought Herbert would have a little bit more love than that. Mm. Let's see here. So Herbert, Ronaldo, boy howdy. I need to. I need to run this. We need to run the sports book, James. We need to open up our own <laughs> sports book, put them in order of the fights and how they're happening. <laughs> All right, let's see here. You've got Trinaldo by decision, and that will get yep. you plus two ten. Either way, get you plus two ten KO submission TKO plus two ten uh, decision plus two ten. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. All right, let's do it, man. Let's get you in plus two ten. Yeah. On this one, I, this was interesting to me. I, I, I was thinking, I was thinking Trinaldo as well. Yeah, but he said, "Let me tell you, if you're born in 1970, anything, and you're stepping <laughs> into the ring, it hurts. <laughs> it's gonna hurt." <laughs> yeah, 100. percent He's certainly, he's certainly packed with a lot of experience, Trinaldo, yeah. and he's been around for a long, long time. Hmm. I'll tell you he's, when, he's when, still going. when you get to the you know the big four in front of your age, it sometimes hurts <laughs> getting out of bed. I'll tell you that sometimes. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm going to follow you here. I'm going to do this because I think Tornado. Yeah, I think I, I think he can do it. So I'm going to. Mm. All right, let's move on. Uh, Nicholas Dalby versus uh, Jesse Ronson. I'm I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, Dalby. I like him a lot. He's, this is a welterweight matchup. Um, <clears throat> He, he had a good spell early on, uh, Dolby, and he, he looked to be putting himself in contention for mm-hmm. a real sort of welterweight prospect. But it's, it's, it's a tough one. I think with Dolby, he's a bigger man, whereas with uh, Jesse, he's, his record isn't the best on paper. He tends to sort of slip up in big moments and. With Dolby, he's, he genuinely starts to starts to fight slow and is prone to getting rocked and dropped early. <laughs> but with his kickboxing ability, I think he should be using that over a guy like Ronson and sort of take it. He's, he's not going to start quickly, Dolby, just from looking at it over past experiences. We know that. So with Dolby's best bet, he's just got to survive early on try not to get dropped and sort of use his kickboxing and Muay Thai striking range just to sort of outpoint Jesse in the latter two rounds. So this will be a tough one. Well, I say a tough one. I'm going for a Dolby Vibe decision. Dolby Vibe decision. I like that. Dolby opened up uh, minus 281. He's minus 250 now. Bronson mm. opened up plus 230 and he's plus 200 now. So it's been a 30 cent shift towards Ronson and away from Dolby. So yeah. yeah, it looks like the money might, you know, be coming in a little bit on Ronson here. So mm. let's take a look here. Let's see if we see here. Ronson to win by decision plus 375. Dolby to win by decision plus 120. Okay, so we got you in plus 120 decision. I'm not sure what to make of this one. Uh, I think Dolby's going to win just looking at at the at the numbers, but yeah, minus two fifty. That's just always a little too high for me. So I guess I'm, I'm stuck following you again. <laughs> what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know next Friday what's wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, let's do it. I'll follow you, Dolby. All right, Session. perfect. Uh, Thomas Aspinall versus Jake Collier next up, and this is another Brit fighting. Thomas Aspinall is an Englishman. He, he trains with Darren Till, and yeah. my God, I, I mean. I, <sighs> Tom Aspinall, he hits hard. Honestly, he can finish a lot of it. Well, certainly in his uh, British promotional days, he can finish anyone. He's seven and two at the top of my head. I think early on he left the sport just to sort of focus on his boxing, but he's back now. 
and uh, four out of his seven finishes have come in less than one minute. <laughs> one minute. He hits hard. I promise you, to some of the brutal knockouts you see over in Cage Warriors and the sort of British promotion that he fights with, it's brutal. With Collier, he began as a middle. He began as a middleweight, surprisingly, but he's obviously gone all the way up to heavyweight. And I think this is the first time he's fighting since 2017, so it doesn't look good for Jake. Uh, however, it's not really his fault. I think injuries have sort of halted his MMA career, and they were supposed to fight in March at UFC London, but mm-hmm. obviously that got cancelled. I think with Tom's just ferocious punch and power and the ring bus that's going to affect Jake. I'm going for a Tom Aspinall via first round knockout. First round knockout. Yep. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> get some action here. Let's get some, there's been too many decisions tonight. Let's, let's get some fights. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's get some, <laughs> some ass kicking going. On. So we got <laughs> Tom opened up uh minus two Oh seven. He's minus two and a quarter. Now Jake opened up plus plus one seventy five. He's plus one eighty. Let's see. <clears throat> Tom wins by KO, TKO, or submission minus one ten. Mm. So it looks like yeah, looks, that's kind of in line with what you'd expect to see. So it looks like you're probably right. Looks like a first round KO. Hopefully, let's see. Let's look at the round here. Mm-hmm. Can't find it, of course. There it is at the bottom. At the bottom. <laughs> uh, Tom wins first round plus two forty. It's interesting. It yeah. goes plus two forty. Second round plus four fifty. Third round plus a thousand points plus three fifty. Yeah, so it looks like according to Vegas, he's either going to win in the first round or going to, <laughs> to the uh, decision. Hmm. I mean, you see, with the heavyweights, predominantly with the majority of them, they just don't have the cardio and the gas tank, as you will, to sort of last a distance. You know, they they either got to get him away early, or it's just going to be boring for the rest of the fight, be just because they're so tired. Mm-hmm. I like that though. Plus two forty. Mm. Right, I uh, I don't know if I'm this one. <laughs> no, I don't have enough data on this fight to to know. I think we're yeah. I like your play. I'll have to think about it. I'll have to think yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Next up, uh, Mobzar Evloev versus Mike Grundy. Uh, Mike, he is a he also trains with with Darren Till. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, he's. Every time Darren fights, obviously he's in his corner. This is a good one, I think. I'm looking forward to this one with Evloev. He's 12 and 0, and he, early on he was an established sort of bantamweight, and he had some success over in the M1 promotion. But he's worked his way up to featherweight, and with Mike and Evloev, it's with Mike. He's got such a, a great wrestling. Uh, background. I think he, I think he won gold at the 2014 Commonwealth Games, oh. and uh, he's made a pretty good name for himself. He's 12 and one. However, this would be his first fight in 16 months, I believe, at the top of my head. He's not as active as he should be. I think with Evloev, uh, he's he's a proven grappler of the sport of of mixed martial arts, and whereas with Grundy, he's a superior wrestler, and he's got great hands obviously mm-hmm. you've got to be some good striker if you're training with Darren Till and Tom Aspinall <laughs> and um, with this one I'm leaning uh, I'm not backing my guy Mike on this one I'm sort oh. of leaning towards uh, I'm leaning towards Evloev on this one I just it, it's going to be such a tough it's, it's going to be a close one I'm not sure it's going to be a lot closer than sort of people make it out to be <sighs> I'm going for a decision victory for Evloev decision okay Evloev opened up minus 233. He's minus 200 now. Mm-hmm. Mike Grundy opened up plus 195, plus 170 now. So yeah, it looks yeah. like, just reading, the, just looking at that really quick, it looks like you're right. It looks like it's, the, the money people think it's probably a little bit closer than a plus 195 underdog mm-hmm. for Grundy. So let's see here. Evloev via decision is, Evloev via decision is plus 110. Wow. Oh, okay. Plus 110 decision, plus 350 to knock him out. Plus 110. This is another one. I don't know much about these fighters. I couldn't really wager much of a guess. So I was mm. just going to kind of sit this one out. You say it's going to be closer than what we think. I'm really going to set it out. Yeah. 
So let's not throw let's not throw any money at a, at a fight with these. <laughs> We're not entirely sure. Hmm. All right. Next up. Uh, next up, I don't think we've got we've got a fair few left, but we don't think we have too many two, two left. left. Yeah, two right. Uh, I've got one, two, uh, three, three, four. We've got four. Four more. We've got four more fights. Oh, my <laughs> so God. I'll try and, yeah, we're obviously we're already past the near, nearly up yeah. to the forty minute mark. So I'll try and I'll try and get this one over and done oh, with. I'll try and keep this up. I didn't even. Here's the thing: uh, my Excel sheet doesn't go that far. I have to. I actually had to. I have to expand it out even further. <laughs> oh really? Which, which fight did you get up to? No, no, no. It's fine. I just have to drag it down. Like I put in all the data. I just looking yeah. at the main table. It doesn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, uh, we've got. We've you don't got have Raphael. to. You know, you don't oh. have to touch on every fight if you don't want to. If there's, if there's, you know, if you think there's fights that you specifically like, we can hit those, or we can go through them all. That's your call. Um. Uh, with this, I'll have a look now. I think we'll, I'll go. I'll touch upon in this fight the next up, which is Rafael Pessoa versus Tanabrosa, and yeah. then the next two fights. I'll just quickly give my prediction, sure. and then the final fight. I'll sort of do a little in-depth take on that one as well. So, oh sure, yeah, yeah. whatever you want, man. Oh, appreciate it. <laughs> um, so yeah, this fight is a heavyweight matchup between Pessoa and Bosa. <sighs> I think. So at the top of my head, ten one, he had a good sort of spell over in the LFA promotion aspect, and I think he got the call from the UFC to fight Cyril Garnier. And if you know who Cyril Garnier is, he is a brutal heavyweight. He's certainly one for the future. And he handed Pessoa his first loss, and there's, there's no shame in that. In my opinion, I think Garnier will be a potential heavyweight champion in the future. He's just got all the ingredients to be a champion. And with Pessoa, he's Six of his seven finishes have come via first round. So it'll be interesting to see how he fares early on. Uh, Bosa, he cruised on his uh, UFC debut against Daniel Spitz and then he earned himself a meeting with Garnet, who handed him a defeat in Busan in Korea in December. And I think he returned a couple of months later to fight Philip Linz, who... As you recall, in the previous podcast, I always used to back, and now I've given up backing on Linz because, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that one there. But right. I think with Bosa, he's just legitimately proved himself as a – as a, it was a more surprising contender this year. I've been I've been scratching my head with Bosa, not knowing you know where he goes and what sort of his, his best bet is in terms of his the tools in his arsenal. This is going to be a tough one. Oh, I'm going for a Bosa decision. Bosa decision. Okay. Let's see here. Tanner Bosa by decision. Well, first off, just his straight up line is ooh, minus 275 to win. Raphael mm. is plus two and a quarter. So it doesn't look good. Doesn't look good there. <laughs> uh, let's see. There he is. Where are you at? There you are. You're hiding from me. Tanner <laughs> Bosa to win via decision is plus 120. Mm. That's not bad. That's not bad. You're getting a little bit of action there. Let's see. I think you're probably right just looking at these numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to follow you on this one. Decision. I don't like the money line, but I'll, you know, no. I'll take a piece of that decision plus 120. Yeah. I'm a sucker for if there's a plus in front of it. <laughs> it's like catnip, man. Got to take it. <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. we got this marathon. Yeah, well, we're nearly there. We're nearly there. We're at the <laughs> final hurdle. <laughs> I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm literally just going to go quickly through this one because I'm, I'm not the biggest – I'm not overly fond of this one. Uh, when you look at it on paper, I think it's better career versus Pani Kianzad. It's a bantamweight fight in the women's division. I'm not overly fond of it. Uh, it's – not going to be the best of fights. I don't think we'll see a sort of finish between both fighters. They're both capable of sort of stepping up well and using their height and reach advantages over their former opponents. But put them together, it just doesn't bode well for an exciting fight. And I think we'll just see a, a ball in 15 minutes. I think Pani Kienza will take this one via decision. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um... Penny opened up minus 120. She's minus 160 now. 
Hmm. So that just, yeah, took off. Let's see. Uh, via decision, she's plus 110. Hmm. I think you're probably right. I'm looking at their average times. It's probably going to go decision. Yeah. A little bit more than plus 110, though. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, got no, I got no choice but to follow you. <laughs> Right. Ramzan uh, Amayev versus Nicholas Stoltz um, again Amayev started strong early on 3-0 and uh, now he's 18-4 and back in the day he was alright in the early promotions and it's, it's, it's going to be with uh, Germany's Nicholas Nichols Stoltz sorry <sighs> You don't have to apologize to the Germans ever. You don't ever have to. That's true. Your words, not mine. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not overly fond of this one. I think with Stoltz, he's got good striking. And it's sort of an interesting um, clash in terms of stylistically wise. So, again, I've said a lot of... I predicted a lot of decision wins for various fighters this mm-hmm. week, uh, and I'm going for another decision again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for um, am I a, by a unanimous decision? I'm just, yeah, just unanimous decision. Fuck it, let's just. Yeah. We will go for a unanimous decision, not a decision. We'll go for a unanimous decision. Okay. Mix it up. Yeah, mix it up a bit. All right, decision <laughs> for yeah is uh, minus one sixty three. Mm. It's not surprising. He's minus 400 just to win the fight. Opened up minus 369. Yeah, it's a, it, it, uh, according to this, it's a snoozer. It's a snoozer. Yeah. He's going to win all three. Excellent. Minus 163 decision. Unfortunately, they don't let me bet on unanimous or split decisions <laughs> here. So we'll just have to take the decision minus. Yeah. Next up, what do we got? The final one, Nathaniel Wood versus uh, John Castaneda. Again, this is obviously the final fight. Uh, Nathaniel Wood, I love the likes of uh, Wood. Obviously, he's another Brit. (sighs) He made a name for himself sort of in the uh, early days, fighting in the uh, British promotion. And his his nickname is The Prospect. He certainly lived up to that early on. When he made his UFC debut, I think he started off at three consecutive wins in the UFC octagon, which earned him a lot of bonus awards. And then, unfortunately, his last fight was against John Dodson, which sort of... He was on the pathway to become a, a ranked... Uh, mm. band, uh, a bantamweight, yeah. And there's a lot of hype behind him, and, and rightly so, but obviously that was derailed slightly. But I think I'm hoping for the prospect to get back to winning ways in this one, I think. Eight of his wins have uh, eight finish. He's got eight finish. Uh, sorry, he's got eight, fourteen finishes. Eight via knockout slash TK, what have you, and then the other have come via form submission. So he, he's very well rounded in that aspect. You know, you, you never know what Nathaniel Wood's going to do when mm-hmm. on come fight night. He, he loves a brawl. He, he just loves to fight, and I think with Castaneda, it'll be a tough one for him because he's stepping on short notice because. He Wood was originally supposed to fight Umar and the Magomedov, and obviously for the namesake, if you know who the Magomedov is, he's related to Khabib, and unfortunately right. his father passed on recently, so he had to rightly withdraw. With this one, I think Castaneda needs to force Wood backwards and against the cage, and with just Wood's ex- just sheer explosiveness, I just don't think he'll do that. It'll be a tough night at the office for Castaneda and with Wood, he can mix it up early on. He could uh, go for the takedown. He can. He's willing to sound and trade. And I'm, I'm hoping Wood could get back to winning ways in this one, and I really think he will. I'm, I'm going for Wood by a second round TKO. Second round TKO. He's minus four fifty. Wood is. He yeah. opened up uh, minus four fifty five. Yeah, you know, and, you know, it's another one of those little five cent shifts. I'm I'm not going to read too much into it. Uh, Castaneda <laughs> opened up plus three forty five. He's plus three fifty. So it it looks like it it's a pretty one sided affair. Mm. Uh, Castaneda to win via I'm sorry Wood to win via KO Tico minus one twenty. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> minus one twenty in the second though. So let's see if we get some value here. Wood in the second plus four fifty. Hmm. like that 
Uh, wood to win in the first plus two forty to win in the second plus four fifty to win in the third plus eight fifty and then plus two ten to go to the cards. So there we go. Yeah, I, I don't see this one going the full distance. I mean, just made it stepping in a short notice. This is going to be a tough one for him. Yeah, I, it looks like it's going to be a really tough. For him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whew, James, that was a marathon, man. We've done it, and yeah, we've been on for nearly fifty minutes. I don't know how we've lasted that long, but yeah. fifteen fights. Yeah, we've done it. I'm surprised you're still awake now. <laughs> Probably, I'm surprised you're not bored, mate. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I like making money. Yeah. That keeps me riveted. Don't, don't <laughs> so shit, yeah, man. Let's uh let's hope you come out pretty well. James, uh anybody listening to the podcast, where can they find you? Um on Twitter I'm mainly sort of I'm, I'm Twitter's my uh my go to social media account. It's uh Evans James ninety nine and you can sort of find various other links to channels and podcasts, etc. But with my UFC account, if you'd like to follow that, that's UFC Deluxe. So I just provide 24-7 regular news updates on UFC news. And yeah, that's where you can find me, man. You're always tweeting. You're always tweeting. You're always working now, too. Everyone wants a piece yeah. of you. <laughs> it's called the... Unfortunately... Uh... <laughs> well, it's it's unfortunate that I'm working from pretty much 9 to 5 every day. I'm always on my feet. <laughs> But it's, it's good that I'm getting my name out there, but yeah. I just want to bloody rest and go for a drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Arch Stanton bump. You know, I, that's, that's it. You know, you hang out with me and then people come calling. That's, that's what it is, James. Yeah, no, no, no fairness. You, you were the one that first gave me the call going, oh, do you fancy coming on my show? And then, yeah, it just opened many doors. So <laughs> yeah. for, for all my future employees out there listening to this. Arch is my man. He's he's got me to where I am now. So you, you give me you give me praise. You got to give Arch some as well. There you go. All right, man. <laughs> well, hell yeah. Let's make some money. Follow James on Twitter. He tweets during the fights too. As long as he can stay awake, it's going to be a long night for him on Saturday. Yeah, trust me. It's, it's going to be a weird one. I'm probably going to pick my moments. But yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be up. I'll be up. All right, dude. I'll talk to you later. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.